Hello world and welcome to the Overtone Warp Zone. This podcast is for people who enjoy games, love music, and want to know more about how their favorite songs work. In season one, we're taking a look at musical concepts found in pieces from Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'm Dan Bergman, and let's get started. I am so happy that today we are finally going to take a look at one of my favorite video game characters ever, Mega Man. sure what's so cool to me about this guy. The only game I ever owned featuring him is Mega Man Soccer. I don't know. His design is simple. He's a robot. He's small, but he's so powerful. And when Mega Man X and Zero showed up on the Super Nintendo, his attitude shone through just that much more. The reveal for Mega Man is one of my favorite Smash Bros moments ever. My only wish is that I actually could use him properly in Smash Bros, but eh, oh well. One of the big reasons why I'm excited he's finally here is because we get to enjoy his music, of which there is so much. Let's start with one of my favorite songs in this game, the Mega Man 2 medley. This one was remixed by Ryo Hamamato. I mean, come on, L listen to those guitars. Mega Man 2 is the game that stands out in this franchise as having launched it into mainstream success. In fact, the original Mega Man wasn't successful enough to warrant a sequel. The director, Akira Kitamura, wanted to make Mega Man 2, but producer Takuro Fujiwara didn't want it to happen. Eventually, Capcom allowed the development team to continue working on it only if they were still working on their other projects full-time. So after an incredibly intense three or four months of sometimes 20-hour workdays, 
Mega Man 2 is completed start to finish. Interviews from all the crew highlight the joy that they had in doing this. Talk about a labor of love. It was seen as an improvement over the original in almost every way, not least of all in terms of music, and is widely regarded as the best game of the series and one of the best games of all time. High praise. There are two main reasons the Mega Man series was revolutionary when it came out. It was one of the first games to allow players a branching path as to what order they play its levels in. Whereas in games like Mario, where you go from level 1 to level 2, etc., Mega Man lets you choose which robot master to fight against first. And the order mattered, because the second reason the game was revolutionary is its rock-paper-scissors mechanic. Mega Man steals the weapon of the robot master at the end of each level, and as it turns out, certain robot masters are weak to other robot masters' weapons. For example, can you believe that Fireman is weak against Iceman's Ice Slasher? But this episode isn't about Mega Man 1. It's about Mega Man 2. So let's keep going with the music. One more amazing thing about Mega Man is that each Robot Master stage has its own theme music as well. This is Metal Man's stage music, a new remix for Smash Bros. Ultimate by Yusuke Takahama. Mega Man's name went through several iterations before Mega Man was settled on. Original propositions included Mighty Kid, Knuckle Kid, and Rainbow Battle Kid. The latter because as the protagonist collects the enemy's weapons, which are all different colors, he fights with all the colors of the rainbow. 
Eventually, the name Rockman was settled on. You heard me right. In the East, Rockman is the name of this protagonist, as in rock and roll, the music genre. Hence the series development team being in love with rock music and music in general. In fiction, the good Dr. Light designed two robot assistants for his lab. And I guess after hearing a great dad joke, named his robot creations Rock, the blue robot hero we know, and Roll, Rock's robot sister. There are other music-themed characters in this fictional universe as well, such as the anti-hero Bass and his dog Treble. However, the punniness was crushed in the West as Capcom's Joe Morici thought the title Rockman was, quote, horrible. Thus, the franchise Mega Man was christened. Mega Man began as an almost yearly release starting on the Nintendo Entertainment System in 1987. Between then and 1996, the first eight games in the mainline Mega Man series were released, with three more being released between 2008 and 2018. Seeing as Mega Man 2 was on the NES, let's hear Metal Man's theme in its original form, composed by Takashi Tataishi. Part of this theme that's really brought out in the NES version is how all the different voices weave into each other. Since the NES had only one triangle wave and two square waves, the triangle wave typically played bass and one of the square waves played melody, leaving the last square wave to play something different. There were only really a couple of things that you could do with that square wave. You could have it play in harmony along with the bass or melody part. You could have it used as some sort of effect along with the melody, such as detuning it or using it to echo the melody part. Or, you could use this compositional technique. Counterpoint! From the Latin punctus contra punctum, or point against point, counterpoint happens when there are two independently moving voices in a piece of music. In some cases, both of these voices might be so strong as to be considered melody lines in and of themselves. In others, there is a distinct prominent lead melody, with the second part being the counter melody to the first. The term counterpoint could be used to refer to a particular voice playing in counterpoint, or it could refer to a composition that employs the use of said voices. This type of composition is known as polyphonic meaning certain voices act independently of each other. This is opposed to homophonic, meaning multiple voices that are dependent, usually rhythmically, on each other. Think, for example, a four-part choir singing together. This, in turn, is further opposed to monophonic, meaning one single voice only. But I digress. There are many ways that counterpoint can be used, but one very simple way to compose in counterpoint is in the form of imitation, such as a round. For example, 
Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, Frere Jacques, Multiple voices together, but done independently. Another very common form of contrapuntal imitation in Western music is the fugue. It is a form of composition that became well-established in the early 18th century. Typically, a fugue will open with a short main theme or subject, which is heard in all the voices, typically four in all and usually starting on different pitches. This section, the exposition, is then complete and leads into the next section called the development, which plays with the material of the theme until finally coming to a resolution in which the tune settles on its initial key. Of course, songs with counterpoint don't need to be imitative, like rounds and fugues, at all. The different voices can simply be completely independent of each other in every way, but also be strong enough to be melodic material all on their own. I often think of the music of post-hardcore band Emery, because so many of their songs have dueling melodies between their two vocalists. Like this part of their song, The Ponytail Parades. So, getting back to Metal Man's theme. Counterpoint is how the composer has decided to deal with that second square wave channel in the original theme. Let's start by listening to what the bass line does in the opening part of the song. Now let's listen to what the melody square wave does. And lastly, let's hear that counterpoint or countermelody in the other square wave. And now, let's add it all together. Each part is its own contribution to the whole, and as the notes zig and zag around, the composer, Takashi Tateishi, is able to spell out the chords for us without giving us just block chords like this, for example. Having separate parts combining to make the whole, like Metal Man's theme does, makes the whole thing sound more energetic and chaotic, and it makes those moments where all the voices do come together that much more impactful. Listen to this. Let's listen once again to all the separate parts in the second section of the song. Here's the triangle wave. Here's the first square wave. And here's the second square wave. I love how the remix of this song treats the original. 
and how the other material from Mega Man is treated as well. Despite the limitations of the original hardware, it's so obvious how much we should be rocking out to electric guitar as we listen to the original Metal Man. Rockman would be proud indeed. So as you think about your own compositions, don't feel that you should restrict yourself to one melody at a time. Let the voices of your music travel in counterpoint freely as they will. Well, use it in moderation, of course. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast or suggestions of a song or music topic. Leaving a rating or review on your podcasting platform is a great way to share that with me and helps Overtone Warp Zone gain some exposure. You can stay up to date on podcast news by visiting the website overtonewarpzone.com. If you found some enjoyment from this podcast and want to give your support, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash overtonewarpzone. Until next time, keep playing. <laughs>